the safety net. Hello everyone, welcome back for week two of Son of a Fishmonger. I've realised last week I actually forgot to even say what my name was, um, which is a bit mad. Uh, so I, I, I hopefully you all know who I, who I am. My name's Will, Will Langley. Check me out on all the socials and that. And this week, boy, whoa, we're in for a treat this week because... We got our first guest on the show, Bullet, 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 oh, and man. who is it? Who is it? It's we- Chris Whittam today. Yeah, Chris Whittam today. Chris Whittam, big uh, man. A long time working partner and yeah. friend of Will Langley. Yeah, uh, when yeah. I saw the podcast, I was very excited because I was hoping at some point he might ask me to get on. Yeah. And that day come a little bit sooner than I expected, it and did. the sun's out. We're in action at the moment. We are, we're outside. Which is nice. It's, it's lovely. nice to actually be outside. It's like summer in February, isn't it? It's beautiful. And who can say global warming ain't a thing, but that's, exactly. a, that's, that's another a, podcast. <laughs> We'll talk about that on the next one. Exactly. So um, I, I was supposed to have Rob 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 De Dominici uh, on the show today, but he's not very well. So Rob, if you're listening, I hope you feel better, bro. Wish you a very speedy recovery. Yeah, and hopefully you'll be on the show in a few weeks or something. Let me know. But I'm excited because this is a bit of a spontaneous spur of the moment thing. We got we got our boy Chris, which is which is cool. So I just kind of wanted to uh, have a little bit of a chat with Chris because he's obviously a, a, an actor as well. We're actually signed to the same agent. So uh, actually, Chris, thank you for that, bro, because you, 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 you did man a solid there. Nah, nah, no sweat, man. You've nah. done all the work. I just gave you a name. Yeah, that's yeah, all it yeah. was. But, yeah. And that's a nice point to make. Like, it's, you you got, you got to kind of own your own success the mm. same way that you kind of own your failures. Do you yeah, know what absolutely. I mean? Because a lot of the time, we're saying, yeah, this per- like me as well, this person's done this for me, this person's done this for me. At the end of the day, they've kind of provided opportunities for you. Yeah. And you wouldn't have got yourself those opportunities if you weren't doing the right thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So if Will wasn't doing the right thing, he wouldn't have got himself an agent. Yeah, no, big man. I respect for that, man. But seriously, bro, because it's very easy to kind of be really focused on yourself and selfish and think, right, I've got this, they haven't got that, I'm not going to help them. But no, it's not going to help. It, you got to think, instead of thinking, why has he got that? Exactly. Why haven't I got this? Think, how can I get that? Exactly. How can I get this? Ask him, yeah. how did you get to be in this position? Exactly, yeah. I guarantee you, most successful people, especially if they, a lot, of, it kind of depends on their level, it depends on your socials, how your socials are managed, etc. Mm. But I find a lot of professionals will take the time if you put in the right effort and you approach them in the right manner to kind of let you know where they are like more yeah. than one occasion I've seen Noel Clark just simply oh, tweeting to people yeah, yeah, do you yeah. know what I mean I follow Noel Clark as well yeah he's a good one to follow he's a really good one to follow, really big, one to follow. Model. yeah I agree man and it's just about bro just trust me the more good energy you put out the more good energy you'll receive and if you're helping people who need the help man that, that there is no shame in that uh, you know that's the and way forward and accepting help absolutely accepting oh, help yeah absolutely don't be afraid we're all everyone goes through the same shit do you know what I mean we're all like for me for example I'm still at the beginning stages of my, my career but you've been doing it for the majority exactly. of your life exactly do you know what I mean you know? so and so, everyone's got different pathways like mm. uh, obviously I just watched the press conference on the way here for the AJ fight and I'm thinking mm. he started boxing at 18 and the guy he's fighting has been fighting, maybe not boxing his entire life. Yeah. I'm thinking he's the content. He's sorry, he's the challenger here. Yeah, yeah. And I'm thinking it really doesn't make a difference when you start or how you start. Mm. It's everyone's got their own schedule, so Absolutely, don't look at anyone else's man. schedule. And there's that thing of how uh, I don't know. I don't know if you believe in. You know, if you can hear that van going past, I do apologise. We are outside. It's a lovely sunny day. So uh, if you hear the birds singing, I know, man. This is crazy. Yeah, I shouldn't have worn my jeans. This is good, exactly. But I don't know if you if you believe in karma and sort of you know energy and all of that stuff. But there is that that thing about how everything happens at the right time and whatever you know, whatever you're doing, 
the, the stars will align at the right moment for you in your life. And you might be thinking, well, why haven't I made it yet? Why aren't I there yet? That's because you're not supposed to be there yet. Uh, everything happens at the right moment. So just, you know, just bear that in mind. Because I do believe in that. So, I thought we would... Uh, kind of obviously the title of this episode is is, is the safety net um the reason for that is as as actors we have normal jobs believe it or not as well not all of us you know are hollywood stars uh doing it full time so we got us we got to survive we got to provide and we do that by getting kind of jobs that that do that, that that do just that you know they pay all right some of the time uh some of the time they pay really awful um and they're kind of our safety net you know so chris i wanted to kind of talk to you about um, about what you do, you know, a bit about yourself, a bit about how you got into this game, and, and what's your safety net? You know, what what do you do? Well, I've got I've got a couple of safety nets really. Mm. Like I'm known by a few people as a bit of a jack of all trades. I've done all kinds of jobs really, from like volunteering in schools to uh, installation and uh, engineering work to bartending to waiting on. Uh, I've done a stint at a call centre. While I'm here, I'll plug RSVP, which is a call centre specifically set up for actors. I'm not going to go on too much about them. But I have a little have a little look if you were looking for a job that you wanna that you want to be flexible around your auditions. So when I was about 16, 17, um I I'm not gonna lie, I really, really didn't enjoy school. There were certain subjects, certain lessons, certain teachers that kind of got me ticking. But it just wasn't really for me. I found myself being quite disruptive in primary school. A couple of times my mum had to come and sit with me. And um so I left school and I thought, right, this is great, I can actually pick what I wanna do. So I picked childcare. Because I had a very, very young sister, like a newborn sister at the time, and I thought it'd be good to maybe learn about her development and uh, quite enjoy it, it'd be quite practical, quite hands-on. Turns out it wasn't really for me, and I was a bit of a, I was a bit of a loss. I left with uh, three GCSEs, I left with a drama, I left with an English, and I left with a science. The three subjects that I either liked or the teacher took a little bit of time, a little bit of extra effort with me. Yeah, yeah. Um, and my mum said, "You've always been a bit of a drama queen. Why don't you just go and try acting?" Mm. So I thought, "Yeah, performing arts. Yeah, that sounds alright. I'll give that a go." Um, I've done an introductory course at uh, West Thames College in Isleworth, which is where me and Will were. Uh, Big up up West Thames. Big up West Thames. They've done a lot for me. We'll get into that. Um, But uh, where was I? So um, I ended up doing a 12-week introductory course. I finished, not to say it was hugely difficult, but I finished the whole course, including all the practical... Uh, all the practical and written assessments within three weeks at a triple distinction. Boom. So I thought, right, this is quite clearly for me. You're supposed to do an entry level course, level one, level two, and then uh, I think at the time they called it HND. I can't, I don't know what they call it now, but it was level three basically. It was the higher national diploma. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And uh, I got on well with my teachers, and they could obviously see that I had a natural talent for it, and I was willing to learn, willing to graft. And the fact that I'd kind of done this, I mean, I'd done drama throughout school, but the fact that I'd done well without training, they decided to put me onto the HND course, right. uh, which I was absolutely delighted about. So I thought, right, this is for me. And throughout college, I just absolutely smashed acting. Any script I was given, it was stuck to my hand. Um, and I'd done it while having a really, really good time and bonding with loads of people and doing loads of friends. But the turning point for me in my career was auditioning for the National Youth Theatre yeah. and being accepted. Mm. And at first, it was just a huge kind of uh, confidence boost and uh, a real nod from the stars, if you will, saying, go ahead, this is you, you can do this. And the reason why I say big up West Thames is because um, something which we might, top on, might touch on in this, in this podcast, but to be honest, I think it deserves its whole own podcast, is elitism within the industry. Right. And the fact that certain people are able to do other things. And I'm not sat here going, oh, it's been difficult, oh, I've been held back this, I've been held back that. But coming from a low-income family, where my mum was a single mum with three children... Mm-hmm. 
uh, she just simply would not have been able to fund that course. I can't remember how much it was. I think it was somewhere in the region of uh, 1800 to £2,500, something like that, which might not be a lot of money to some people, but um, it's less money now than it was then. But at the yeah. time, it was a huge sum of money. And uh, West Thames College actually funded 60% of that. So we only had to gather... Uh, about six hundred to eight hundred pounds. I can't remember the figures exactly. It was a long time ago. I'm twenty six. I don't, I don't even. I really don't think I ever knew this. Like, this is like the, the first I'm hearing about this. So this is, is really, not, nah, this is this is really, yeah, really interesting. Mad. Yeah, of course, because I've obviously just kind of spoken about the experience yeah, itself. Yeah. But there was all this going on. Like, am I actually like I'm reading a letter? Congratulations, yeah, I'm so excited. Da da da. You have to pay this much. You yeah, have to pay for your accommodation. I mean, I'm yeah. a bit like, oh. Yeah. Okay, yeah, yeah, and it, I wouldn't say it burst my bubble. I had no bubble. idea West Thames funded 60% of it, though. Yeah, yeah, and it wasn't just me as well, it was the other people that that's, got in as well. That's crazy, you know, that, that is, honestly, ones. hats off. That, that's, yeah, yeah, that's, and you know who that was? Lucy. Nah, it wasn't Lucy, Tristan. it was Tristan. Tristan, yeah, 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 yeah. Just, I don't know if we're going to blare names or whatever. Yeah, but no, 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 well, if you, 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 you know, we won't, yeah, yeah, yeah. they know who they are. Yeah, of course, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, no, that's really cool, man. But, um, um, yeah, there was a certain gentleman at West Thames who had a connection and affiliation. He seemed to have a lot of connections and a lot of affiliations, but one that we definitely saw come to fruition was the NYT, yeah. and he managed to get us funding for that. So, thank you. So, I don't know if, uh, I mean, there's something in my heart that says that I was going to do that course regardless, but it just took a huge financial strain off my family. So my grandma, yeah. my dad, and my mum all clubbed together. And I managed to go on the course. And going there, I've met people along the way who have really, really helped me and really, really given me some fantastic opportunities. Uh, once again, they all know who they are. Yeah. Um, a lot of them are doing some really, really fantastic things now. And it's great to see um, it actually working. And although I didn't do anything with NYT, it was more like the confidence the mindset and the connections that kind of helped me push forward my career but obviously I got to make money at the same time yeah. and at the time acting for free was the norm yeah. like it was the norm like you had to act for free or you didn't act yeah. a lot of the time in certain ways you were almost paying to act when you take into uh, contrast things like uh, transport like transport and um, equity memberships and spotlight yeah. you're actually paying to be in these, Trust me, mate. these positions mm. yeah it's, it's even now even now it's still a struggle but um so I found myself bartending and I'm good at talking to people, I'm good at interacting, I'm quite creative as well, obviously, which is why I'm an actor. So I really, really done. I wasn't just any bartender, I was a cocktail bartender in a really, really high-class restaurant in Manchester. I moved up there and um, I found myself in a safety net and I found myself making decent money with tips and that really, really... See, even now I'm thinking I was doing acting work in between there, but that was kind of like my main, almost sort of that focus. Was your at main the time. job, yeah. But I, ha- I had yeah. to, I had to put, I had to pay my rent, I had to put food on the table, I had to buy myself nice clothes. I'm a keen traveller, so I've always gone you on. Are, yeah. So I've always gone on trips and stuff like that. And acting, unfortunately, has not really always been able to to fund that, which no. is a real shame, to be honest. Okay, so um, I know this is a really broad question, uh, and it's it's not ideal, but. Um, how far do you actually see your acting career going? How 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 far are you going to take it? See, it's a it's a very very interesting question, and it's not a particularly easy one to answer as well. Because if you asked me when I was 16, 17, I mean, all I really wanted to do was act, but I wanted to I wanted to do high profile films with massive massive uh, rewards and huge outcomes and. A worldwide recognition for the craft and the energy and the training that I put in yeah. and my story and I wanted it all to be heard and I wanted it all to be seen but when you ask me now after spending the last 10 years acting what the main 
important thing for me is where I want to get to in my career and where I'm going to strive to the point where I'm, I am is where I pick the work that I do. Yeah. And that's both in my other job, which we'll talk about after, like my normal regular civilian type job, or acting roles. So I only end up picking acting roles that I want to do. And for me, there's a plane going across. There is a plane going across. It looks like a cancer airways. Are you joking? No, no. no. <laughs> <laughs> I don't recognise it. I don't, I, I'm on, on a level, I actually think it's Egypt Air. But, um, Crazy. Mad that. Mad that they can make I, that I, fly, I, I, I know, I know. But, Conversation for another day. But um, Yeah, yeah. Once again, that's a whole other podcast. Yeah. Probably probably not by us, to be yeah, honest. To be but fair, I'm sure yeah. there are many aviation podcasts out there. Yeah, exactly. But um, anyway, where was I? So... And now I feel like I just want to be in a position where I take a job because I really love the role, I really love the character, I like the director, I enjoy the other actors that I'd be working with. I mean, obviously, it's not always possible to foresee these things, but a lot of the time when I'm on a job, I know someone who's on a job, or I've met someone who's on a job, or I know someone who knows someone who's on a job. It's, it's a thing about the acting world, it's very small. You're on yeah. Twitter, you look at someone's cast photo, yeah, yeah. someone you went to college with, someone who did the AD on a show, yeah, and, yeah, and yeah. a sound tech from another show that you've done. Uh, but I just want to be in a position where I take roles because I fancy them yeah. and not have to take them for the money or not oh. have to take them for the accolade. I yeah. want to take them because I will enjoy them. And to summarise, I just really, really want to enjoy what I do and enjoy my life. So I want to get myself into a position where I can do all those things and I enjoy acting. Yeah. I don't want to have to act for money, basically. No, I completely agree. But just touching on that, you just before I move on to my next question, you've just like reminded me of something that um, Ashton Kutcher said once in... Um, I don't know Big what, up Ashton Kutcher. Big up Ashton Kutcher. He's good yeah, you human like, rights like activist as well. Men, you? Yeah, yeah, I love two yeah, and a yeah. half men. Yeah, yeah. I'm not going to uh, say which one of them I prefer. I know, but, yeah. Shall I but, and, but, uh, <laughs> but, um, but, uh, he's done a lot of other good, films could, as well. Yeah, yeah. But Affix is one good. of my personal favourites. Yeah, but he was at an award ceremony. I don't know what, I can't remember which one a few years back. I remember seeing it on like Goldcast. Do you follow Goldcast online? It's like that. Nah, should I? Yeah, you should. It's like an inspirational thing anyways. Okay. But he was, he was, saying about how every opportunity that he's ever had has led to the next big thing and that's how life mm. kind of works so yeah, he was yeah, working sure, in he was sure. working in like a, a parking lot as they're called in america um for some film studio or something and then through that he met someone that got him his first acting gig i think and then from there every it's about networking and who you meet actually chris you're one of the best people I know at networking. You're you're Same, always man. in yeah, the right a, place at the right time. Man. I appreciate um, that. Yeah. So I, I'm not as good as, as I should be at it, admittedly. But you just um, got to be that nerd. You got to not be worried about embarrass. Not maybe not embarrassing yourself, but don't be worried about bothering people. Do you yeah. know what I mean? Like bother them. Exactly. <laughs> yeah. And it's so important. I, I, I mean, mean, don't like. Obviously, there's like law in in this. Like, <laughs> yeah. But, but bother them. Yeah, you get don't what I'm don't harass people. Yeah. But, yeah that's uh, illegal. But, you but, know, yeah. But. Um, but definitely get in the right places, you know, interact, network with actors and not just actors because th- think about it. Yeah, while it's good to have as many actor friends as possible, an actor, um, an actor, an actor might, can't get you your next exactly, job, you know. They might be good to work with and collaborate with in they the future. They put a word in. Exactly, but fucking network with, with uh, producers, casting agents if you can, you know. Network uh, with co- everyone you uh, Exactly, can. everyone Speak in the to industry. you and ask questions about everyone you Absolutely. can. And what you want to do is... Um, Big up Ricky Beadle Blair. He's been an absolutely huge inspiration and uh, a driving force. He's not even he's not even a driving force for me. He's a driving force for himself. And what he does is drive other people. So he is yeah. a driving force for me, if that makes sense. Yeah, yeah. Um, but he does loads of talks. He does. He's an MBE. He does. Um, he does a lot of uh, acting surgeries. He does a lot of uh, master classes. He's definitely a good person to follow at Ricky yeah. Beadle Blair. Um, and he's obviously one person to if he 
he will take your messages and he might not necessarily reply but he's always he puts his uh, his information out there publicly he puts yeah. his email address out there publicly so we've got a few and cars coming past if you hear that that's a that's a Ford that well. don't know what this the is a problem is. with recording outside on a phone Comes and goes, but this is how you know it's a true, exactly. genuine. This experience. is raw, you know. This is, raw. this is how life is, you know. Exactly. We're out here living it. Um, but yeah, Bricky, I remember a few years ago, you you actually got me another thing. You you, you got me into was that um, when he was directing that show at the old Vic workrooms. Yeah, yeah, indeed, indeed. And uh, Ricky did a sort of an open rehearsal where you could just drop him a message and or, come along. I think every show he does, you can just drop him a message and just come along and, and just see how his process yeah, works. And it's insane. It's like eye-opening. That, that show he didn't even write. I think they were writing the script as they went along. Oh, that's how, like that's, that's, that's that's how, how Ricky does all Everything. of his plays there that he go. produces. And, and I know the show you're talking about. Yeah. Um, he, he wrote it, he directed it, he designed it, he started it, he choreographed it, he done absolutely everything. He's a legend. He's, start, he's, he's got, got a couple of films out as well. He's got he? a couple of films out. Yeah, so he's, he's done he's done loads of, loads of theatre, loads of films. Like He's done Bashment, which is both a film and a play. He's done Fit as well. Uh, he's done Step as well, which I was in the first run of, which was one of, that was my first ever, just randomly, Ricky gave me my first professional acting credit. There you go. At Theatre Royal Stratford East. But he always yeah, said... Yeah, that's right, I came to see that. He always said it was good, I really enjoyed it, I really loved being Didn't, a Didn't uh, Ian McKellen come nah, to see that? Nah, was, that, was that was the pantomime I was in as yeah, well. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, Ian McKellen came Ian McKellen's seen Chris act, which is, you know, which no, is no nice. small yeah, feat. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's a, it's a, nice, it's a nice thing um, when you get into it to be able to kind of say to people... Um, it was nice. He's I'm great. going to see him next month. He's at, he's at Questers performing Blue or not. Oh, yeah, I've seen that. Yeah, 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 I've seen that. Even Kellen at Questers. National tour. See, there you go, doing shows that you want to exactly, do. Exactly, exactly. Questers is a community theatre. I know it was spoken about in the last episode. See, I told you I didn't listen to it, and I didn't <laughs> Big bad, yeah. <laughs> Showing that love. But um, yeah. what, what I was going to say is, Ricky, who's taught me so much, is offer everything, ask for nothing. So offer everything that you have and ask for nothing in return, and you will reap the rewards. Yeah. But always be be wary a lot of the times with these people you have one shot so don't approach the biggest agent something else she said in the last Absolutely, episode just yeah. be careful about approaching the biggest agents immediately um, build up and take your opportunities as they come yeah. which is what Ashton Kutcher said absolutely don't think too much about it you know yeah. let it just sort of unwind and, and things will happen just stay focused actually this is my that brings me to my next question would you describe yourself now currently as one of these actors that takes every opportunity that presents itself, or are you already trying to implement that thing of being cautious about the roles that you approach? See, if you asked me this question a few years ago, I'm taking any acting role, no matter how poorly paid, or no matter how much I didn't enjoy working in the theatre the last time, or the director, or some of the actors, it's all irrelevant to me. Yeah. I just want to act, I just want to act, 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 act. But yeah. what you end up doing is you end up finding yourself particularly unhappy, because you're doing what you've always wanted to do, but you're not enjoying it. Yeah. So I am a bit more cautious about the roles that I take. Um, a lot of the time, if it's not financially viable for me, I can't take them, because I am a professional actor, and I feel like I've got past the point where I'm not working for free. Yeah, So I, I, I just can't, I physically can't. I don't have the time to give up to work for free anymore. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, I do another job as well, which is it's an engineering job. I started, to cut the, oh my, my cousin, big up Alex, yeah. um, he, he asked me to come help him lift a few boxes on a job. He does a lot of travelling. The dude going past on the skateboard, skateboard, which I think yeah. is pretty cool. Yeah. Um, he asked me to... He asked me to he does a lot of travelling in his role. He's an audio visual engineer. Um, slap it into Google if you want to know what it is. Yeah, yeah. Well, um, 
and he asked me if I wanted to come help him lift some boxes. So I thought, yeah, that sounds all right. The pay was quite decent as well, more than I've ever got of any acting acting role. <laughs> I'm <laughs> yeah. not gonna lie, <laughs> but probably by about double as much. This as This is I the thing. What you need to understand yeah. when you're beginning. Sorry, Chris, to interrupt no, you, no, but no, when no. you're beginning as an actor, you are so broke for so long. It is mad. You you honestly every like you you won't be earning big bucks. Don't think if that's why you're getting into acting, you're getting into it for a completely yeah, the wrong reason. Don't want to be a hero because yeah, trust me, bro. You're you're not gonna you're not gonna make much money in the beginning days anyway. Obviously, when you when you make it big, that's when the money starts it's, coming in. It's a bit like footballers, isn't it? You pay yeah. to play, you pay to play, you pay to play. Eventually, you get paid to play. So. Exactly, exactly. I love that. So, uh, thank you. Yeah, that's very good. There's always a football analogy for everything exactly, in life. Yeah. Everything. Yeah. But, but sorry, Chris, you were saying, go on. Um, oh, what was I saying? Um, yeah, so, so I, ended up, I ended up lifting boxes ah. and getting paid a fairly decent amount and I uh, found myself being quite good at the job. Yeah. So I wouldn't say that I got a permanent role. I was working on a subcontractor basis, very similar to what I'm doing now. So when I file my taxes, I file it all as one. Yeah. I file Chris Whittam's acting and Chris Whittam's AV installation company Oy. as, as together, one you know. tax. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 Okay. So, okay. so it's a very kind of similar concept. It's yeah. just the work that I'm doing is particularly difficult. But as I mentioned earlier, I've always been a bit of a keen traveller and this job allows me to travel. Yeah. And they pay me to travel. Yeah, exactly. And yeah. It's, it's, not, it's not like a bed of roses. Like I was in Amsterdam last week and I think bullet, I, saw, bullet. I saw the centre once yeah um and that was to I had to go right out my way to do it i was visiting a relative that i got there and did you it, not visit any uh any of those lovely coffee shops that they've got there while you, while you was there well yeah, i was in amsterdam so when in amsterdam you know yeah, yeah. you so know how we do i thought i'd go and like you know have a look from the outside and yeah. see what see how see what the see scene is you might, know might operate and what it might be like <laughs> inside um, yeah, I love that. Yeah, um, and I'm not. I'm, that's not like obviously there was a coffee shop near my hotel, which mm-hmm. was quite out of the centre. So I hear. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but um, yeah. so so I get to travel a little bit through that. Yeah, that's, and that's sick, man. That is yeah, so it's decent, and I'm very lucky to find myself in that yeah, situation. Big Range Rover going past. It's an 18 plate. 18 as well. plate looks brand new. Yeah, o- lovely. OT, little bit of trivia. One of my Beautiful. cars Wait. was made in the same factory or same region as that. See, we we don't just discuss acting it's not on just this acting show. Out here. It's we 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 we're observant. You know, we're talking um, about the location of exactly, registration, exactly. etc. It's it's great. You know, and um, we're also filling the time. Hang when, on, when we can't. A bit of noise now, isn't it? Fuck you, know. Right. So, um, where are we at then? So. Uh, Chris, man, I really appreciate you coming on the show. Nah, today, nah, this is no, me, seriously. Thank you for me. Uh, last minute, honestly, I asked Chris just about, this morning. Two out, two, maybe two three out, exactly. Ago, and boy, he turned up. Here we here we are in East Acton. We made it happen. You know, that's the thing. That's a little lesson for you lot to take away. You know, for life. You know, and Chris, this is something you tell me. If something takes less than five minutes to do, right, Mum was listening. Just, all them just yeah, just do it. Just do, just it, do yeah. it. I mean, this has taken a little bit longer than five minutes to sort out, but really, in hindsight, it might as well have been five minutes yeah, because yeah, we've exactly. made it happen. Yeah, yeah. Do you know what I mean? In all in the space of a few hours. So go out there, do it. It's a bit like this podcast. You know, I don't know. I woke up one day, decided I'm going to make a podcast, and here I am in week two. Be consistent. Put out the content. And you've um, already got yourself a guest. Exactly, man. And thank so. you, brother. Oh, it's going to. It's been good, man. This has been a really good one. I think. We'll probably wrap that one up there, unless there's anything else you want to touch on. Just, just to kind of summarise, I'll just, I'll just basically, basically, I'll, I'll keep this really nice and brief. But I found myself in a position where, and this is actually the first time I've actually said this publicly. So when this podcast comes out, I mean, a lot of people know already. But um, I'm moving away to New Zealand mm-hmm. in May. Yeah, of course. I'm moving away to New Zealand in May, and as much as I love acting, I, 
I have enough confidence in myself and my abilities and my career and my connections to maybe not necessarily give it a back seat, but right now, the time and the energy and devotion that it needs and deserves, I haven't got to give, and that's all financial. Yeah. If I was rich and I come from, I had maybe a huge inheritance or I'd be, been a bit smarter with my money in my early years, because don't get it twisted, I'm a spender, yeah, and yeah. there's a reason why I'm not particularly uh, in, a, in a great financial situation now. Yeah. The engineering is what I've got to focus on because I can't move to the other side of the world without any money. Yeah, and I've always wanted to travel, I've always wanted to move away, and basically to summarise everything, I could go on and on, but you do not serve your career your career serves you i love that so when i found myself unhappy acting earning no money not paying my bills i'm not genuinely happy with what i'm doing so what is the point in acting so i found myself in a position where i can juggle the two and find other jobs that i can do around my acting yeah yeah and you've got to find that balance but remember you don't serve your career if it's not serving you that's absolutely fine you can always come back to it this is a completely ageless game we're not footballers out here my career don't end when we're 35 Samuel Jackson had his first professional credit at yes. 37. Yes. So just be you and Michael do what you Kane want to do. Michael lived in a bed sit for 10 years before he made it, you know. And big up Noel Clark because he writ, directed, no, sorry, he didn't direct the first Kidlehood, if I'm not mistaken. He wrote, produced, and starred in the first Kidlehood and he was 30. Absolutely. And he played a 17 year old and no one yeah. even knew any different. That's what I mean, man. Listen, honestly, I could not have hoped for a, a better first guest for this show. Chris. Hopefully been, I can come back, uh, man. Come back, yeah, I'll yeah, come back. Of course, yeah, yeah, any yeah, yeah. time. Any time. That is not even an issue. Right, so going forwards, thank you for listening, everyone, by the way. Um, next week, hopefully, if, if all goes according to plan, I'm going to be doing next week's podcast live from the Rose Theatre in Kingston. Uh, where big I will be Rose. big up the road. We performed there. Yes, we yeah, performed yeah, there. Oh my god. Yeah. We performed there. Uh, shooting truth and college. It's not on my CV. It's not. Actually. Yeah, I think it's on mine. It should be. I'm gonna blag it on there. Yeah, anyway. fuck it. Why not? Um, <laughs> so uh, hopefully I'll be with joining. Uh, be, be joined by uh, actor Paul Hughes. Uh, if all goes according to plan and we don't have another cancellation because you know how these things go sometimes people, people get, get sick. sick I was sick last week I, I missed an audition because of it so you know there's no there's no harm in that um, so yeah so that's all happening so thank you for listening Chris you're a legend thank you for having me thank, thank you, you for brother having me. Yeah. Oh, oh, big up Will Langley as well yes big boy. up Will Langley setting an example and now yeah. putting it out there publicly but we got stopped because we'll go on and on exactly. you know this conversation exactly. is going to carry on exactly. once we get exactly. in so exactly. thank you for listening lots of love everyone thanks for listening Until uh, at next. Chris Crow Whitham 86 oh well. yeah plug that plug yeah, that at Chris Crow Whitham and I'm at Chris Whitham on, on Twitter my yeah. parents are a bit funky uh, so that's K-R-I-S-W-I-T-H-A-M I'll add that to the I'll add that to the posts when I put it out there Thanks again for listening this week, guys. I really appreciate it. Um, yeah, we don't have any official socials yet for Son of a Fishmonger podcast, but if you want to follow me on socials, I you can reach me at, at I am Will Langley on Instagram or at Will Langley London on Facebook and Twitter. That's London is L D N all caps and caps on W and L in Will and Langley. Um, so. Follow me, I'll follow you back. Let's connect. Uh, Thanks again and all the love, guys.